Now on Netflix. Inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. Hello, and welcome to episode 73 of Killer Hangover. I'm Bettina. And I'm Beth. And I'm so excited to share this story with you. It's a bad story, but I'm still so excited. And we're covering a bunch of states, um, but I originally told you Nevada, so... So that's the one I stuck to. <laughs> there you go. And then you I started it. researching, and I'm like halfway through researching, and mom texts me, she goes, by the way, you could do this day, this day, this day, this day, I, this I think day. I listed like seven different states. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like uh, too no. late. <laughs> I've started researching. No. I, I actually thought you were going to say you're so excited because we're recording face-to-face right now. Oh my gosh. I think maybe that is why I'm excited. <laughs> I get to see my beautiful daughter face to face. Not just on Zoom. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it, it's great that we can do the Zoom thing and the virtual thing. Yeah. The virtual thing and record. But boy, it's so much nicer to do this. <laughs> so much more personal. <laughs> so mom has the true crime. I have the paranormal and the beverage. I'm drinking by myself again. And she is drinking by herself. <laughs> But it's actually a cocktail I think that she's going to enjoy. Oh my goodness, this looks so good. And she did garnish it. There's a little lime in there and it's a little pink drink. Usually I'm not in for these foo-foo things, but (laughs) this actually looks really good. It is. And it's actually called the Nevada cocktail. (laughs) Go figure. (laughs) No wonder you wanted to do Nevada. (laughs) So the Nevada cocktail... Apparently, according to thespruceeats.com, mm-hmm. has been around for a very long time. How long? I don't know. It says <laughs> a very long time. Okay. To be honest, the very first paragraph of the article was a little confusing to me, but it is a rum cocktail mm. and it has grapefruit in it. Okay, that's a weird combination. Yes, but it says, quote, if you're a fan of grapefruit cocktails, it's a fantastic choice. You can even think of it as an enhanced greyhound served in a pretty package for rum drinkers. I have no idea what an enhanced greyhound is. I'm following the link now, and that is, oh, I guess it's just another. It's another grapefruit Grapefruit drink, drink with vodka. Okay. Okay, but. Okay, back up to the Nevada cocktail. Yeah, okay. Forget the Greyhounds. Back okay. to Nevada. I'm sorry to confuse you. I just was a little thrown by that. Okay. The ingredients are one and a half ounces of light rum. Light rum. Okay. One and a half ounces of grapefruit juice. One ounce of lime juice. Two teaspoons of super fine sugar. <laughs> super fine. Not ugly sugar. <laughs> super fine sugar. Brickhouse sugar. Oh, boy. <laughs> One dash of bitters and a lime wedge for garnish. Alex saw me making this and said, I'm not drinking it. (laughs) I'm not drinking this. Lime and rum. Okay. But then he saw me with the grapefruit juice and said, see ya. (laughs) Well, let me taste this. Oh, my goodness. It is very good. I would imagine the bitterness of the grapefruit and then the sweetness of the rum and the superfine sugar. It's like really complements itself. And then the sour lime too. And then you add the bitters to it. Oh man, this is super good. You just, in a cocktail shaker, you fill the shaker with ice. You pour the rum, grapefruit juice and lime juices, sugar and the bitters all in there. Shake it, strain into a chilled cocktail glass. Garnish with your lime wedge and enjoy. Enjoy. It's delicious. Is it a too sweet, sum- though, that you'd have like a... I was going to say I could have probably three of these. 
you would have probably three of them. There's not so it's not like terribly sweet. You know, some of those like summer frou-frou drinks, like you called them earlier, they're just too sweet. I can have one and I'm done. They are too sweet, but this isn't a martini glass too, so mm. it's a lot less than a big sure Tom Collins glass or something. But um, yeah, I could probably have two or three of these. Oh, okay, go down pretty good. Sorry, I only made you one. <laughs> you may not be sorry after I drink it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have that much alcohol in it. No, just rum. Just rum. Bacardi. White rum. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> there you go. We learn from these. You from learn? These. I learn. And I did not look up the Bacardi building when I was in Miami. Wow. I just didn't have time. <laughs> but I'm going to bypass Miami. No, actually, we will be in Miami with this story. Oh, sounds like we're going to be all over with this story. We are. We are, including Australia. <laughs> <So>. Okay. <laughs> All right. I am going to start off with a little quiz for you. Do you know what the difference between a spree killer and a serial killer is? We, I mean, we... <laughs> I was going to come up with a bad joke. I was going to say spree was a candy and cereal was a breakfast food. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what I've missed. <laughs> Sorry, I've been craving a lot of sprees <laughs> and like sour fruit candies is like Ew. what I've been craving with this pregnancy. So you said spree and, and I boom. <laughs> want to go up and grab my nerd rope. Okay, go on. <laughs> okay, let's go back. <laughs> okay. So this is not we're candy. talking murder. So I I mean we hear serial killer, you know, that phrase. But I Do we mom? <laughs> we like, do. We talk about it on a weekly basis. <laughs> Spree killer, have you ever used that phrase? Still picturing candy. So <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I don't think I have. What is what is a spree killer besides me during my pregnancy hormones? Well, it was a very popular phrase until 2005. And it was decided by experts and decided that cases labeled as spree would be looked into and redesignated serial or mass murder. Okay. Depending on which the spree killer resembled more closely. A mass murder happens at one time. Mm -hmm. A serial killer happens within a longer term. The term, however, is used by experts and the subject of my true crime has been labeled a spree killer. But what is a spree killer? The definition of a oh. spree killer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> is one who kills at least three people in at least two different locations and in a relatively short period of time. Okay. But I see why they'd get out, like, because that just sounds like a serial killer to me. A serial killer? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Typically goes through great trouble to keep killing and from getting caught. Uh, okay. All right. So spree killer doesn't right. mind if they get Mass caught? murderers for the most part, know going into their killing that they will most likely die, either self-inflicted or by police. Okay, that one makes sense. Okay. I can see that being... Sure. The spree killer literally moves quickly from one experience to the other, and even if they consider themselves on a roll after getting away with several murders, they don't really think about their future. They, so they're a true sociopath. Will they get caught or not? Will they die? Who knows? So it, it's kind of, they're not trying to hide like the serial killer. They're not okay. trying to hide evidence or anything. Basically, they knew who this person was. That's creepy. Okay. So, yeah, that's the difference. And and it's kind of hard to define. That's it a kind very of sounds fine line. <laughs> it does. It's it, a it, super fine line. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> okay. Now. <laughs> My subject is definitely a spree killer, and you'll see. Okay. Let me introduce you to Christopher Wilder. Ever heard of the name? Maybe. Maybe. Okay. He's killed as many people as Ted Bundy or any of the big names, and he was a big name during this time, but for some reason, he's kind of fallen off the radar. Okay. So, anyway, I, I thought this was really interesting. He was born on March 13th. 1946 in Sydney, Australia. His father was an American naval officer and his mother was an Australian native. 
He was a really sick child, almost dying at his birth. In fact, they had a priest come in and do last rites on him. Oh, wow. Then at two, he nearly drowned in a swimming pool. Then at three, he fainted from a fit of convulsions. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. At age 13 or 14, he started peeking through windows. And at age 17, he was arrested along with a group of friends for the gang rape of a Sydney girl. Oh, my gosh. He did plead guilty and in turn received a year of counseling and electroshock therapy. Mm. Now, this is in 1962. So crazy to me. To me, that's not that far back because that's the year I was born. So I'm like, well, that isn't that old. <laughs> They're still doing electric shock then. But I guess they were. Wilder was suspected in the double murder of two 15-year-old girls in Sydney. They were best friends, Marianne Schmidt and Christine Sharrock. They were found brutally murdered and buried in a shallow grave at Wanda Beach in January 1965. The case remains unsolved. Hmm. At 23, he married, but remained in marital bliss for, oh, eight days. <laughs> oh, Okay. After which time his wife left him, having found out about his dark, weird sexual fantasies. How long were they dating? Probably not that long. Yeah. Or maybe they weren't having sex. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Sometime later, Wilder, using pictures of naked women, tried to talk a nurse into having sex with him. Using pictures? Of naked women. <laughs> oh, I'm just picturing like, I don't even know what I'm picturing. <laughs> that was one of the things that the wife that left him found he had a briefcase of pictures of naked women that he had taken. Oh, that he had taken? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know how that would... It's one of the reasons. But how would that, another woman would to have that? sex? Hey, baby, let's have sex. Look at this briefcase full of... Or I'm even picturing like him using the women like talking like Barbie dolls, like playing with these pictures. <laughs> trying to lighten it up folks okay i'm just trying no to you're not it up. you're just saying your own comments <laughs> <laughs> okay okay she went to the police the nurse yeah because she's like yeah this is that's too inappropriate weird. To dolls at this, this is too weird and how can you have pictures of all these women he somehow avoided charges and immigrated to the u.s in 1969 and settled in Florida. Come on over, buddy. Bring that briefcase with you. <laughs> there he started a very lucrative electronic and construction. Wow. <laughs> I was really proud of myself for saying lucrative. Lucrative electrical and construction business. With his money, he bought real estate, raced Porsches, and so developed cars. Why do you look confused when you said that? Because I thought it was, I mean, he raced not just cars. He raced only Porsches. Porsches. Okay. Yeah. And developed photography as a hobby, which obviously he had before anyway. Okay. Now it's 1971. Okay. And Wilder's luck with not serving time continues. We run into this so many times with these. I know. It's stupid. Serial killers and spree killers. He's taken in for trying to get a woman to pose for nude pictures, but only is fined. Isn't his briefcase full enough already? Like, <laughs> obviously not. Shortly thereafter, he was arrested again for trying to force a high school student to have sex with him. Ugh. He was evaluated by a doctor and a psychiatrist who recommended supervised treatment. By consenting to that, he got a slap on the wrist and was let go. Jeez. Three years later... 1974, Wilder is again arrested, this time for luring a girl out of a Florida mall by posing as David Pierce, a photographer. He drugged the girl and raped her in his truck, then let her go. She reported the incident. Wilder was arrested, but, but, managed to get the charges brought down to probation with therapy. He claimed to have blackouts. So that was how his get out of jail free card, I guess. His therapy consisted of seeing a sex therapist who he convinced he, that he was getting better which e with each therapy session. Oh, my gosh. Not. He wasn't. So Wilder traveled back to Australia to see his parents. And while there, kidnapped two teenage girls, forced them to pose nude, and then did some other sick sexual things that I'm not going to talk about. Thank you. But he did not have sex with them. He released them and they, of course, went to the police. He was arrested 
but bailed out by his parents. What? And get this. He was allowed to return back to Florida, but had to promise that he would return for his trial, which was set for five months later. I promise I'll be back. The trial never happened. It kept getting postponed. And then when the date finally was set, Wilder was nowhere to be found. Well, of course not. Surprise. They let him leave the country. <laughs> surprise, surprise, surprise. Okay, buckle your seatbelts. Here we go on this unbelievable ride. It's March 4th. 1984, and 23-year-old Elizabeth Kenyon, who taught emotionally disturbed children, disappears. She had visited her parents hours before her disappearance, and they'd noticed bruises on her arms and legs, but she told them that it was from one of her students. Wilder, who was Elizabeth's ex-boyfriend, became one of the suspects in her disappearance. He denied having seen Elizabeth. In fact, he said he hadn't seen her for... A little over a month. So he's able to have relationships with people. That's what's interesting, too. Oh, there was two sides to this guy. There that's, was definitely at least two sides to this guy. That's interesting. But due to his rap sheet, he became their prime suspect. So he does have a sheet now. Well, yeah. Obviously. Yeah, it's adding up. On March 13th, his 39th birthday, Wilder read the newspaper and read that he was a prime suspect in not only Elizabeth's disappearance, but also in the disappearance of 20-year-old model Rosaria Gonzalez. So this all happened in Miami. So oh. Wilder had actually met Gonzalez on, at the racetrack. Okay. And he had been seen leaving with her from the racetrack. Okay. And then she was never seen again. Hmm. So that's what brought her into this. And this all was in Miami. So he took off. The day after, he was in Satellite Beach, Florida, when he picked up 21-year-old Terry Ferguson from a shopping mall. He killed her, left her body in a snake-infested canal, Ugh. where it was found five days later. And every single thing, every single research that I read said snake-infested canal. That was like okay, something... You don't have to keep repeating it. That That's popped disgusting. up so many times. That's so scary. Witnesses later stated that they saw Terry leaving the mall with a well-dressed, balding man. This description fit Wilder. Hmm. Terry's death was the first confirmed murder that was tied on Wilder. So he was just a suspect before. Now they're really looking at him. Okay. In Daytona Beach, Florida... 15-year-old Colleen Osborne disappeared on March 15th after leaving her house in the morning. Three weeks after her disappearance, the body of a young girl was found buried in a shallow grave at a lake. The body was not identified as Colleen until 2011. Oh my gosh. Using, of course, advanced DNA. Wilder was never officially connected to this case, although he was reported in Daytona area at the time of Colleen's disappearance and her murder remains unsolved. But I mean, it. she left the mall with him and you'll see that's his MO. Yeah. Left the mall with him. He's probably still pulling that photographer. Of course, card. that was his gig. Yeah. 19 year old Linda Grover was Wilder's next victim. He lured her from a shopping mall near Florida State University. He took her to a hotel in Brainbridge, Georgia, where he raped her and tortured her by electrocution. Jeez. Now, that's something that he does to most of his victims. Electrocute them? Yeah, he made this he made this cable and he uses it to torture them. And some think that maybe his um, electroshock therapy when he was 17 oh, might have right. had something to do with that, but who knows? I mean, he went into... Well, that, that is something, though. He went into the electrical and construction business, so he knew about electricity and how to use it and stuff, so I, I don't know. But, but that is interesting. Yeah. Okay, back to Linda, who was not going to let Wilder do anything further to her, so he had her in the hotel room, and he, was, he raped her and then tortured her. She went to the bathroom, and then she started pounding on walls and screaming oh at the my top gosh. of her lungs and she wouldn't stop and so he grabbed her clothes as well as his stuff and he bolted okay so now he makes his way to texas on march 23rd 23 year old nursing student terry walden told her husband she would pick their four-year-old daughter up from daycare that day when the daycare called that evening 
reported that their daughter had not been picked up yet. Terry's husband immediately filed a missing person report. Terry's husband told police that two days before, a man had run into Terry at the mall and had been very insistent in trying to get Terry to pose as a model. She had refused. Now, two days later, she was missing. Mm. Terry's fully clothed body was found in a canal. She had been stabbed, and there was evidence that she had been tied up due to rope burns on her wrists and ankles. Also, her car was missing. The FBI is now brought into the case to help find Wilder. On March 25th, another aspiring model, 20-year-old Susanna Logan, went missing from the Penn Square Mall in Oklahoma City. Her body was found the next day by a fisherman in Milford Lake, Kansas. Oh, that's a little too close to home. Yeah, about 300 miles from where she had been abducted. Wow, it was found that far? Oh my gosh. Susanna was found partially clothed. She had been sexually assaulted, was stabbed and bound with nylon cord and duct tape. And this will break your heart. Police stated that she was dead less than an hour before her body was found. Oh my gosh. I know. Oh. Oh wow. Now some some sources say that they found her floating in the lake, a fisherman found her. Others say that she was lying on the shore or underneath a tree. Um so I'm not exactly sure, but I found that was really interesting cuz we know exactly where that lake is <laughs> and yeah. it's not super far from where we live. That was just kind of <laughs> bringing it home. On March 29th, 18-year-old Cheryl Bonaventura went missing from a Grand Junction shopping mall in Colorado. This guy is putting miles on his car. Yeah. She was killed in Las Vegas, Nevada on March 31st. Her body was not found until May 3rd, where it was discovered 12 miles north of Kanab, Utah. She had been shot and stabbed to death. And I'm bet you police aren't even adding this up to one case because they're happening well all over, right? They pretty much at this point know who it is okay. because his M.O. is the same. Gotcha. All these women are beautiful. Every one of them are just stunningly beautiful women. And then he approaches them, actually approaches them with a $100 bill, you know, at a mall. It says, you are so pretty. Can I take your picture? I'll pay you. I'll pay you, you know, this amount. And some women obviously said no. And others, a lot of these are young women that are aspiring models and actresses. Of Mm -hmm. course, they jump on it. April 1st, 17-year-old Michelle Korfman disappeared. The day she went missing, she had participated in a beauty contest sponsored by Seventeen magazine. Now, this is really creepy, and I will post this picture. But it's a pretty popular picture of, you know, the girls were walking down the alley or whatever you call it the runway yeah that thing not the alley (laughs) so walking down the runway and you see a pair of legs there but then in the distance watching these girls is him oh really yeah yeah it's creepy just hindsight it's creepy well yeah 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 yeah. michelle's badly decomposed body was found on may 11th at a rest stop near angeles national forest interestingly enough Several girls later came forward and stated that they also had been approached by Wilder at the beauty contest. He had offered them modeling contracts and asked them to meet with him at Caesar's Palace later that day, but he never showed up. But they went there to go see him? They, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, he probably did show up and saw that there was probably a few of them there, and so then he was overwhelmed. I think he killed this girl and then moved on. He picked who he wanted. And then he moved on. On April 3rd, Wilder became one of the FBI's 10 most wanted. John Douglas. Know him. Who led the behavioral science unit, created a profile on Wilder, and the media had dubbed him the beauty queen killer. Hmm. The profile on Wilder was a little different because they knew who he was. They just couldn't catch him. Just couldn't find him. He was always one step ahead of them. I mean, they would literally get to a hotel, motel, whatever, and he had just left a few hours before that. Well, just like they found that girl who had just died an mm-hmm. hour previously. Right. Only I mean, an hour. And that was a fluke thing because the fisherman found her, right. you know. But they just could not catch him. And that's what I mean by a spree killer. I mean, he is definitely now a spree killer. They know who he is. Mm-hmm. But he's he's just randomly going and just killing. 
The profile stated that he was compulsive about killing. He was spurred by sexual fantasies, and he definitely had a type of victim. Like I said before, beautiful women who are model material, thus the name given to him by the media, Beauty Queen Killer. Mm -hmm. He was a charming, kind of nice looking, I don't think he was that nice looking, but (laughs) he was very tall, well-built. He was always very well-dressed, and he exuded money and prestige and like he said he had connections with all the big modeling firms, you know, so he came across as someone very valid to believe. Oh, gosh. Trying to get a better perspective on Wilder, people who knew him were interviewed. They had conflicting information. His business partner said that Wilder was a recluse who spent much of his time outside of work watching TV. Other people claimed that he had beautiful women at his house all the time. So who is this man? All police and the FBI knew was that he would not stop killing until he was caught and that any beautiful woman could find herself a victim of this monster. And they were right. 20 miles southwest of L.A. in Torrance, California, Wilder lured a 16-year-old, Tina Marie Rizzio, Risco, I'm saying that incorrectly, R-I-S-I-C-O. Witnesses from the mall that Tina was last seen at stated she was talking to a 30-something white balding male. Sound familiar? Hmm. Over the course of a week, now this is where he kind of veers off. Over the course of a week, Wilder raped and beat Tina, but he did not kill her. In a UPI report, Tina Marie Rizico, the teenager who accompanied a serial killer, that was the name of this report, Tina said, there's something inside of me that I knew how to play along. So Tina had a very problematic childhood. Her mother would date these big gruff motorcycle guys. There's a lot of drugs and she had been sexually assaulted when she was young. I think in a way she was able to just take herself out of the whole scenario, take herself out of real reality and bring herself someplace else. I think that She said that she just played along and it's possible because she did not go into panic and hysteria Mm -hmm. and start screaming and stuff that, you know, because he kind of fed on that. Right. And she just didn't do any of that. So maybe that's why he kept her alive. Maybe he just didn't feel like killing her. I don't know. That is strange, though. But then he also starts using her. He knew his face was all over. So to keep abducting these young girls, he needed help luring them. Wilder drove with Tina through Arizona, New Mexico, Missouri, Illinois, and ended up in Gary, Indiana. And there on April 10th, he spotted his next victim near a mall, 16-year-old Donette Wilt. It was Tina who actually approached the girl and lured her to the waiting car by offering her a modeling job. Oh, no. While Tina drove, Wilder raped Donette in the back seat of the car. Wilder She's driving, too. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Wilder went on to Ohio and then New York with the two girls. He repeatedly raped and tortured Donette by electrocution, but not Tina. In fact, he and Tina stopped and took pictures at Niagara Falls. What? They took pictures together at Niagara Falls. Wilder must have felt the end was near, but his work was not yet finished. He took to driving on the back roads to not get caught. Wilder took the two girls to a forest outside of New York, where he stabbed Donette twice and left her for dead, fleeing with Tina. Now, Donette managed to walk out of the forest to the road where she was found by Charles Larson, who happened to be on that road because he took a wrong turn and was lost. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Everything happens for a reason. He took her to the hospital. Donette was treated for blood loss and severe trauma, but was a strong witness. Mm -hmm. She lived. Ironically, strong girl. Wilder, you know, drove off. He drove for a while and then he was like, mm, I'm going to go back because I think he stabbed her in the back and the front. Okay. I'm going to go back and just make sure she's dead. Shoot her in the head is what Tina said. He said. And so he turned around and went back to the spot. She was gone. Oh, man. I, I think this girl was totally meant to live. I mean, This guy took a total wrong turn, was lost, driving around in these back roads and and finds her as she's coming out of the forest. Jeez. And then not only that, 
but Wilder turns around to definitely shoot her and she has left. And he I mean, I this girl was definitely meant to, to live. She gave investigators and FBI agents a lot of information about Wilder, including information that he was headed to Canada. Oh. Unfortunately, the killing spree was not over yet. Wilder used Tina to lure 33-year-old Beth Dodge. Get that age, 33. I was just going to say, I'm, I'm just, there's 16-year-olds, there's 19-year-olds, now 33-year-old. But he, he didn't want to, throw to them? he didn't want to assault her. He wanted her car. Oh, I see. Yeah. So he took the keys to Beth's Pontiac Firebird, and he and Beth followed Tina, who was driving Wilder's other car, or actually the car he stole from Terry Walden. So she, Tina so drove she's like that- on her own now. Why didn't she drive away? I, what they call it, stock syndrome. Uh, I mean, I would, I don't know how I'd be in that situation. I'd probably follow the rules. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, oh. Okay, so they drove to an empty gravel pit where he walked Beth to the edge of the gravel pit and just shot her. I mean, basically, he just wanted her car. And then he and Tina rode away in the Firebird. I don't know whether Wilder had taken a liking to Tina or what was going on with that whole relationship. But the next thing he did was he took her to Logan Airport in Boston, telling her that he'd rather she not be with him when he died or get herself hurt. Oh my gosh, that's just, it's just, it's bizarre. He bought Tina a one-way ticket home, gave her $100, and sent her on her way. Tina admitted that when she got off of the plane at LAX, she caught a taxi to a boutique and bought $100 worth of lingerie. What? She then went to her boyfriend's house, showered, and changed, and then, with him, headed to the police. What? How long was she gone with Wilder? Was it a week? Yeah, over the course of a week. I, I'm just, just baffled by that. I'm not, I don't know, she is still a victim, so I can't victim blame. I Again, I don't know what I would do in that situation. Let me put this in your head, okay? She has not had a change of clothes for a week. This gross guy has been raping her. She wants clean clothes. Okay, but go buy lingerie? And she, that's what, yeah. Like, that that's I can't That's what I don't explain, understand. And then but. she could have gotten away and maybe he had her convinced that you know, she would be an accomplice and so she would be charged. I, I don't know. We don't know what went on. We never know what goes on behind closed doors. Nope, so don't. I don't know. But it just that's just very odd to me. My first thing I would suspect is I would get off that plane and go find a policeman right away. Or if not tell the stewardess on the airplane. Like I would just be a mess. Yeah. I'm the girl that everyone's looking for because yeah. her, her picture was everywhere. That's just so crazy to me. Yeah. On April 13th, which happened to be a Friday, the 13th, Ooh. Wilder threatened a young woman with a gun in Beverly, Massachusetts, trying to force her into his car. The woman fled on foot and escaped. Proceeding north, Wilder stopped for gas at Colebrook, New Hampshire, at a gas station there. Recognizing the car from FBI descriptions, two state troopers that were driving by stopped to investigate. Wilder saw them and ran to his car. He leaned over and grabbed a thir a magnum. Three hundred what was it? Three fifty seven. Sorry. A gun. Just say a gun. <laughs> <laughs> a big gun. He grabbed a three fifty seven magnum. One of the troops his name was Leo Jelly. Troops? Yeah. They were state troopers. Oh, I've never I've never heard them called troops before. Yeah. One of the troopers. Picturing like like an army troop. <laughs> One of the troopers, I will say troopers, Leo Jellison, he grabbed Wilder. This is so weird. He grabbed Wilder from behind to get him out of the car. Wilder shot himself uh, in the stomach. And it went through him? It went through him. Oh, gosh. Into this trooper and lodged in his liver. Oh, no. He did live, by the way. Okay, they, good. He got medical help and he did live. Thank goodness. Wilder shot again, this time hitting his heart, which was his target too, originally. He died instantly. Unfortunately, with his death, Wilder takes with him many unanswered, yeah, many Yikes. answers to questions. There are at least eight to ten other murders that are suspected to have been committed by him. Oh my gosh. Murders that share similarities to the victims who were killed by Wilder. These women were also found dead in locations where Wilder was known to have been at the time. Mm, 
But you'll never know. It's like dang Israel Keys. You just don't know. I know. Because he's been all over the United States. All right. Sorry. Go on. No, it's it's fine. It's just so in total, two women escaped, four women were found dead, and four women are still missing. And they suspect that there are more. Oh, there has to. I mean, I eight hate to, to say, I hate to say it, but there has eight to, to be. ten more on top of what I just listed. Wow. Wilder was cremated in Florida, leaving behind an estate of more than two million dollars. How? From racing all of his Porsches? Well, remember, he was the owner of the electric. Well, he was a partner in the electrical and construction business. So what did they think he was doing when he was driving around all over the country? Well, they knew he was killing. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, what his business mean? partners? like He actually stole his business partner. He has one partner. He he actually stole... Remember, this business partner thought he went home after watch work and TV, watched TV. Yeah. He actually stole his credit card and used his credit card throughout everything. But his business partner ended up knowing that this guy was out there killing? Yeah, obviously, yeah. Don't they, like, Everybody stop knew. his paychecks like well he was a partner he had already had money in the bank <laughs> i think i read buy a lot of sprees with that <laughs> i think i read actually that they found you know like the electrical cord and a gun and tape in his car after he killed himself but they also found his briefcase and it was full of not nude pictures it I was, was just gonna say, full of hundred dollar bills jeez how'd he get that was this, he was a he was a rich dude <sighs> He was very wealthy. Oh, the Beauty Queen Killer is a 2016 movie based on the life of Wilder. I've never seen it, but I thought I'd throw that in there. Okay, <laughs> sorry. So that is Christopher Wilder. One good thing you can take away from that with this guy is that he didn't have any kids or anything. According to Wikipedia, you know, he has one child, but I never Yikes. read anything. About I never read anything, anything about the child, and maybe they're that's on purpose. Maybe they're sure, but like know. he's like I I know I keep comparing him to Israel Keys, but it's very similar in the way that well, I mean Israel Keys was scarier than the way that he would just plot these things out years in advance. But it's very similar that they're just driving all over the country. But he had a kid. It's just ugh. yeah. But they never in nothing that I read did they mention his relationship with the child or that he even had a child. Okay. I just noticed that on Wikipedia or someplace that Ugh. it was one, one child. This guy just gave me the creeps. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he just, he just drove to all these States, went to malls, malls, kind of sat... used to drop me off at malls. Well, not that out. I'm some beauty queen in a mall, but I used to hang out at malls. Yeah. I mean, that's just what you do. Oh, I miss shopping at malls. actually. <laughs> Anyway, that I just found that to be an, an interesting case. Oh, sh and he was yeah. big. He his was a big name during the time because of all the, you know, publicity and his, you know, his picture was put up. That's just crazy to me. And they still could not catch him. And what year was he found? Eighty four. All that happened within a couple months. Jeez, that's I think crazy. It started in January, I think, and it ended in March. But all that killing happened in oh a matter gosh. of just like three months. And that's why he's called a spree killer. They knew who he was, but he just kept killing and killing and killing and killing. Oh, and I yeah, just I didn't try to change his MO, didn't try no. to. No, didn't he change was hiding. his look? He, he just kept going. Yeah. No, never tried to change his look, never changed his MO, never changed anything. Just kept going. Hmm. You know, the only thing he did was like he changed cars twice, but that was all. <laughs> oh, that's enough to give you nightmares anyway. All right. Take my mind off of this idiot. Okay. So paranormal time. Ooh. That was a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ooh. Okay. So I know we say it a lot, but I really do want to visit this location. So is it I close? Mm, oh, it's Nevada. It's in Never Nevada. <laughs> So I'm going to cover the Silver Queen Hotel in Virginia City, Nevada. Okay. But I have to be honest because it was super hard to narrow it down to just the Silver Queen Hotel. Virginia City in general is super haunted. There are so many haunted places. And yes, mom, I can see your little mind working. You probably recognize the name Ghost from Adventures. Ghost Adventures. <laughs> I do. Ghost Adventures has been there three times yeah. to Virginia City. Their first time was actually their very 
first investigation and it was a documentary that they did so not oh. like season one episode one but mm-hmm. it was basically how they got their gig on the travel channel was this documentary oh my gosh they went to the silver queen basically before they were ghost adventures mm-hmm. the silver queen in particular was where they captured their very first visual evidence cool they investigated there for the documentary in 2004 then again for their show in 2009 and the last time they went i think it was in 2011 oh wow okay anyway virginia city is super haunted (laughs) it was an old mining town back in the 1800s and they've really maintained that feel of an old like going back west just a very western town zach is wearing the cowboy hat uh I don't know. I didn't. I only watched parts of one episode because I wanted to not just do ghost adventures. Sorry, mom. I I think he was. I mean, they like Silver Queen, especially they like recognize ghost adventures like outside the hotel. They have this big sign is like seen on ghost adventures three times (laughs) and you walk in and they have like a like a glass case that you've seen a museum and it has Zach's shirt oh my God. from his documentary that he <laughs> yeah. wore. And he did point it out and he's like, this was my shirt in our documentary. And it's a white shirt with uh-huh. black stripes on it. And he's like, and proof that I wore white or proof that I wear oh, white yeah, or I don't only wear wore, black. He always wears black. That's right. So it, it's really weird. <laughs> I mean, they like they're like you. They really love Ghost Adventures there. <laughs> Virginia City has a Wild West feel Feel. to it Mm -hmm. the main street is the coolest place there are still like the wooden like walk paths Mm -hmm. in front if i don't know if you've watched little house on the prairie like i did but it's very much like that you have the wooden sidewalk kind of things in front of all the buildings and everything feels at least looks like it's stayed back in that time i've not been so i don't know how it feels but it looks like that all the restaurants, there's shops, there's hotels. But like I said, I wanted to pick one location. So I picked the Silver Queen, which is actually the oldest hotel in Virginia City. Strike that. The oldest hotel in Nevada. Okay. That's more of a wow. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> the hotel was built back in 1876. The main level of the property was and is a saloon, a very authentic 1870s saloon. I mean, everyone dresses up. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was the, I don't know, the pistol packing preacher. (laughs) That's what Zach called him. He's this guy. He's a preacher looking guy. He's got the handlebar mustache. It literally looks like he walked out of an old Western and he carries a pistol. And and, a Bible. (laughs) Yeah. And he's the pistol packing preacher. It's actually just really cool. Like, in all honesty, it just seems really neat. And when you enter the saloon, you are greeted by the Silver Queen, a 15-foot-tall, 8-foot-wide painting of a woman in an evening gown. And the gown is decorated with 3,261 Morgan silver dollars. Oh. She has a belt made of 28 $20 gold pieces and a bracelet and a choker made of dimes. That would be so in cool this to see. Big picture. She is the Silver Queen. The hotel also offers a wedding chapel. Hmm. That it's like this really small room, but mm-hmm. a lot of people get married there. <laughs> it actually used to be a morgue <laughs> <laughs> for some time when like the ground was too cold for them to bury the dead. They uh-huh. would store right. the bodies there, right. but now it's a chapel. And then on floors two and three are the hotel rooms. Mm-hmm. The hotel's website's title is Silver Queen Hotel and Wedding Chapel, a Ghost Hunter's Delight. (laughs) And it describes itself. No need to bring witnesses because there's witnesses there. (laughs) It describes itself on its website, Mm silverqueenhotel.net, as, quote, Stroll back in time and enjoy a unique adventure. Spend the evening in a 143-year-old hotel that offers 28 beautifully restored rooms. Each room features its own built-in bathroom, Mm. including a shower or an authentic clawfoot bathtub. We are located in the center of Virginia City and are a ghost hunter's delight. (laughs) Unquote. From what I understand, there are no phones or TVs in the rooms. Oh, that's the second place or third place that we've covered. Yeah. That, yeah. But, hey, they have 
cloth tubs. So <laughs> seriously, like stepping back in time. Like I mentioned, the hotel claims that they are a ghost hunter's delight. The main ghost that haunts the hotel, especially the second floor and room 11, is Rosie. Rosie was a sex worker that worked there in the rooms of the hotel back in the day. And she committed suicide and cut her wrists in the bath of room 11. Okay. Some sources said that that is the same bath that's still there, but I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. They've <laughs> redone all of their baths <laughs> since the 1800s. Like, Except for that one. On. It would be really rusty and gross right now. And I know we kind of talked about like deaths happening in hotels and mm-hmm. like cleaning the baths and everything. But that was in the 1800s. I really hope to goodness that's not the same bath. It's not. That stuff freaks me out. Rosie, like I said, haunts her room in room 11 as well as the second floor, since that's where she used to work. In that first documentary by Ghost Adventures, they believe that it's Rosie that they capture. Remember, that was the very first visual. Right. That mm-hmm. they they believe it was Rosie. Zach was in the room and they capture a knocking noise followed by this misty looking arm reaching around the door of room 11. Oh. Like she's knocking before opening the door to come in. Yeah. Rosie is not the only haunting there in the Silver Queen. Remember, it's a ghost hunter's delight. (laughs) Sounds like a buffet. (laughs) I was thinking ice cream for some reason. (laughs) Ice cream covered in gummy bears. That sounds good. We should have that after the podcast. Okay. Sour gummy bears. Yes. (laughs) (sighs) Moving on. Ghosts and investigators have reported orbs, cold spots, and dismembered voices. Disembodied voices. They have been dismembered from their bodies. (laughs) That's true. Now, here's where it gets creepy to me. They also report loud boot steps, even though the hotel is carpeted. Oh. Rattling doorknobs. Ooh. Oh, no, no. Can you imagine you're laying in bed and somebody's rattling at your doorknob? Yeah. Remember Ghost or a real person. I still just lie there and just like, oh, gosh. I remember that look. one place that I covered, they, the closet door would rattle. Oh. <laughs> And people see a ton of full-bodied apparitions. Really? And pictures are captured by guests. Mom, it's a ghost hunter's (laughs) delight. (laughs) So we've covered places like this before. And I thought the best way to share the hauntings would be from comments and reviews sent in from guests. Oh, I love those. Okay. So that's what I'm going to do. Sorry. I hope I didn't speed through all that. That's basically the history of it. It was a mining town and a saloon and sex workers working upstairs. I mean, we've an old place with clawfoot bathtub. Yep. So there were a lot of reviews on this hotel. Really? Okay. It's a ghost hunter's (laughs) delight. I'll read a few from TripAdvisor and Yelp, but I wanted to first start out with an article on ghostandghouls.com where they gave a tidbit of an account written by someone on Yahoo. And she wrote, quote, we tiptoed down the long hall and descended a few steps toward room 11. There was a heavy feeling at that end of the hall. At one point, a growl was heard by the door. I decided to go midway down the hall from my room. As I stood there, Suddenly, I felt and heard a figure running quickly towards me. It made me take steps back and gasp. The incident happened in repetition. Hmm. Unquote. <laughs> so this writer literally was chased down the hall. Oh, wow. There was a few comments on this article. One by an anonymous writer saying, quote, My mom did not believe in ghosts. This sounds like Zach Bagans. I did not believe in ghosts until I came <laughs> face to face with one. Sorry. Quote, my mom did not believe in ghosts, but heard children running up and down the halls at 2 a.m. She asked the owner what parent would let their children run amok at 2 a.m. in the morning, (laughs) at which time the owner said, there are no no guests with children, unquote. That was actually, I read that review in a lot of places that they would hear children at night. Oh. And sometimes, this is kind of sad, I guess, but sometimes they'd go and tell the owner and the owner would say, you guys are the only ones staying at the hotel. That is kind of sad for the owner. Yeah, it is. Another reason we should go to Silver Queen. Another non-believer, Margaret, wrote, quote, We stayed in room 18 on June 8th, 2015. 
We do not believe in ghosts and supernatural experiences. Yet, when I woke up with the first sun rays, I remembered clearly having heard first laughing and then moaning sounds by a woman. No other guests in hotel on this Monday night. Oh, they were alone too? Mm Mm-hmm. Other comments claimed they captured orbs, heard knocking on their doors when they were trying to sleep, (laughs) rattling doorknobs. And one even claimed to have captured a full body apparition photo in front of room 11. So going on TripAdvisor and Yelp, there were lots of reviews on the quote unquote oldness of the rooms in the hotel, Mm -hmm. which I think that's the fun of it, that they've kept it old and... Yeah, this was kind of fun. What were I'm not they expecting. expecting? Yeah. I'm not expecting a five star hotel here. Right. You're there for the ambiance of it all. There was lots of reviews on the Bloody Marys that were said to be amazing there. Oh, I'm thinking Bloody Mary in the mirror. Oh. <laughs> we are talking. She's paranormal. in every mirror. <laughs> like what? Paranormal. It's the amazing Bloody Marys. Well, apparently the Bloody Marys, the cocktail is really good there oh and i guess the bartender has a sign on her bar that says something along the lines of my drinks are the largest and the strongest here in virginia city okay well maybe you will see bloody mary's after having a bloody mary yeah (laughs) sounds like it but i will say that a lot of reviews literally most of them brought up the same thing what 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 not knocking or Rosie in room 11, but most of them gave high praises for Clint, the Elvis impersonator on the property. (laughs) Why is there an Elvis impersonator in a hotel based on the late 1800s? I have no idea, but apparently Clint is great. I mean, maybe because they're, I mean, they're close to Vegas. Are they? Yeah, are they it's though? in Nevada. <laughs> yeah. So maybe they're just trying to compete. They have a wedding chapel. Oh, they do have a wedding chapel. Does Elvis do the weddings? I think so. I mean, he, Clint, or Elvis is there. Okay. So here is a review left on TripAdvisor from uh, San Diego Rosie from October 2009. Quote, My husband and I just celebrated our 20-year anniversary, and we decided we wanted a little adventure. We both had watched the shows on TV that featured the Silver Queen Hotel in Virginia City and remembered that the program said that the place was haunted. So we made midweek reservations for a stopover between Vegas and Reno. We got a room above the bar facing the street. Upon arriving, we found the room was very old-fashioned, comfortable, and we felt like we were in the times of the Old West. Cool. After our long drive up from Vegas, we were tired and decided to take 40 winks before dinner. During our nap, we heard voices of a family, a couple of kids and a woman. We thought nothing of it. We woke and had a great Chinese meal in town, took a stroll up and down the wooden plank walkways, and played at two local casinos. Although this was the first time we stayed the night in Virginia City, as in previous visits, we enjoyed ourselves and found the locals very friendly. We walked back across the street, found the Silver Queen's bar closed. So after a walk through Silver Queen's hallways, which were completely quiet and empty and all rooms dark, we returned to our room at midnight. It wasn't 15 minutes after our head hit the pillows when things started happening. We both heard a loud clunk, followed by footsteps up and down our hall. Remarkable, perhaps, Except as far as we could tell, no one on our floor was awake and the footsteps were clearly on a wood floor and every inch of the hotel is thickly carpeted. Thickly carpeted. I made my husband leave the light on in the room. <laughs> I thought she was going to send him out in the hallway. <laughs> That's what I would have done. <laughs> Voices, door creaking, and a repeat of footsteps continued to keep us awake. Yet every time we opened the door, the hall was empty and quiet and dark. At about 3.30 p.m., I think she probably means means (laughs) a.m., things seemed to quiet down. I hope they're not trying to go to bed at 3.30 in the afternoon. Well, they've been in bed a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Taking pity on my poor husband, I got up and turned off our bedroom light. He fell asleep minutes later. I continued to lay awake, the blanket over my head. (laughs) The last memory before sleep finally found me was was of loud boots stomping down the hall. 
a bang on our door (gasps) and the doorknob jiggling. I didn't get up to answer the door. We left early the next morning before breakfast. (laughs) Later that day, while eating breakfast in Reno, I called the Silver Queen and spoke to Karen, the hotel's pleasant bartender and hotel reservationist. I wanted to let her know that, yes, like others before us, we now believe their hotel is haunted. After hearing about the continued footsteps and door creaking, etc., she told us we were the only people on our floor. Oh, my gosh. I asked about the family that we heard while napping. This seemed to really surprise her. She said that the only child that had been in the hotel the day before was the grandchild of the owner, and that child was two, far too young for the voices we heard so very clearly. Would I stay at the Silver Queen again? Well, it's been about five days since I was there, and I'm still a little freaked out. However, yes, I got the adventure I hoped for, a wonderful story to tell, and a very memorable anniversary. Unquote. (laughs) I wonder how her husband feels. I know. I'd like to talk to him. What a romantic anniversary <laughs> trip. I don't think it was romantic. She had to turn the light off because he couldn't sleep. <laughs> that just sounds Did you annoying. hear that? Did you hear yeah, that? Exactly. She's lying with the blanket over her head. I don't think it was romantic. Here's a short and sweet one from John B. on Yelp. Quote, definitely haunted, but in a good way. Noises often went into the hall and still heard the noises all around me. Yeah. Went back to room and slept like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> How is that possible? <laughs> oh my gosh. How is that even possible? Go on the hall. There's noises all around me. <laughs> I'm went surrounded back, by ghosts. I went back in, in my room. Closed the to door. Sleep, went back. It's a very comfortable like a- mattress. <laughs> Original mattress from the 1800s. <laughs> Put my earplugs in and. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, the next one is from Eric Ack, 1724, from May 2017. Wonderful stay at Historic Haunted Silver Queen. Oh, sorry, it was all caps. I just assumed <laughs> they were yelling it. My fiance and I stayed two nights in room 19 during May 2017. We walked into the saloon below and checked in with a lady. I mean, we are getting the play by play. <laughs> she was very kind and was very patient as I asked her questions pertaining to the city, the hotel, and the ghosts that occupy the Silver Ooh, Queen. Okay. She was happy to point out the orbs in the chapel that's located in the saloon. <laughs> okay. Turn around, John. I know the orbs. <laughs> Floating around <laughs> our wedding chapel. <laughs> I'm just reading the review, Mom. <laughs> she was happy to point out the orbs in the chapel that's located in the saloon. Also pointed out the books that sit on the bar that contains photos of ghostly apparitions caught by other guests, as well as orbs. <laughs> the orbs, orbs got caught the pictures yeah also met james the pistol packing preacher and he was awesome we went to our room 19 and it was beautiful and had high ceilings and windows that let the sunshine pour in creating a beautiful ambiance i did not feel scared like i thought i would have because of the ghost stories i had heard prior to booking i am a ghost adventures fan and was aware of them filming at this location first night Around 2 a.m., I heard heavy boot steps walking on hardwood floors right outside my room. This must be a... The hotel is carpeted, so I thought that was strange. That went on for about 20 minutes. Oh. My doorknob rattled as if someone was trying to get in. That only lasted about three seconds. I just picture this person with a timer. like (laughs) Ready, set, go. Boot steps. 20 minutes. Rattling. Three seconds. The second night, the adjoining room next to us had a few bangs and movements, despite the fact there was no one in there. Ooh. That lasted about 10. <laughs> that lasted about 10 minutes. And all was still afterward. They do have a <laughs> stop stopwatch. <laughs> the morning we left, I took pictures of my room and the hallway and received a few pictures with orbs. Ooh. Just posing with the orbs now. <laughs> She's befriended them. 
My suggestions for staying at the Silver Queen and Virginia City. We stayed on a Wednesday and Thursday night, so it wasn't loud outside. They make a point to not be loud after 10 p.m. The ghosts are the workers. (laughs) Anyway, I think it was still because it was a weeknight and not the weekend. Be sure to eat pretty early as restaurants shut down pretty early from what I have read and experienced. What do we know what's pretty early? It's just pretty early. (laughs) Red Dog Saloon was open around 8 p.m. And that's when we ate. So there you go. There's a timestamp. Eight is not early for me. That's that's late. That's very late for me. (laughs) I eat with the toddlers at five. So (laughs) I think we're safe then. Okay. The pizza is good and the meatball sandwich is even better. Ooh, than the pizza? Wow. Mm. My fiance ate chicken wings but became sick afterwards. <laughs> so I would double think that option. <laughs> Red Dog was a wonderful place to go. Another great place was a bar across the street that served wonder- wonderful paninis and soups. I'm sorry, but I can't remember the name of the place. Silver Queen offers hot dogs and chili that I read were out of this world, although we did not have a chance to eat them. (laughs) If you have problems climbing stairs, then I would make a point to book a room on the second floor. The first floor is the saloon, and then there are two other floors for guests. You can enter the entrance in the back and avoid the long and steep staircase that's in the front. We just pulled the car around back and took our bags in that way. I hope you enjoy your stay as much as we did. I would definitely go back. Oh, and one more thing. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is a historic hotel and looks as such. When you walk in, it will be like you have stepped back in time in the 1870s. That's why I chose it. And because of this, it's a bit rustic. The furniture is older and the bedding is as well. Ew. <laughs> I was thinking bed bugs. Ugh. The beds are comfortable. Well, clearly John B has already told us that one. <laughs> The sheets are clean oh. and the water is hot. Oh, that's good. That's always good. We had new carpeting in room 19. I can't speak for any other room. Loved it. Loved it. <laughs> we will be back. That was a good. It was. I mean, it was very that's an thorough. honest review. I mean, you uh, thoroughly. Very thorough. Very thorough. Yes. And it, it, I mean, she covered food. She covered everything. Yes. So I think that was a good review. All right. I only have two more, but. <laughs> okay. <laughs> This is from Mistweaver from August 2016. This one is short and creepy. Most Haunted Hotel in Nevada was the title of the review. Okay. Quote, my son took a group of us ghost hunting in Virginia City and we stayed at the Silver Queen Hotel, the most haunted hotel in Nevada. It was rather calm until about 3 a.m. when I when I hear pounding. Okay, this person did not edit before they posted this. (laughs) Hold on. It was rather calm until about 3 a.m. when I heard pounding on my door and no one was there. Also, the blinds above the bed were closed and I went to sleep and open when I woke up. (gasps) I mean, someone was in the room with her. Okay, the last one is from Mady R. from April 2014. Definitely haunted was the title. The Silver Queen has all the charm of the Old West and definitely haunted. During our stay the first night, which was Thursday night, 4-17-2014, while staying in room 11, I felt the bottom of my right foot being tickled <gasps> twice. Oh. On the second night, I felt something press and rub my right shin three times. Oh. On the third time. Third night? It says time. Okay. <laughs> I felt the blanket slowly being pulled upward off my feet toward me. I freaked out. I looked and nobody was there. I even felt my boyfriend's feet to see if he was wiggling his feet, but he was sound asleep. I actually woke him up when I got freaked out and told him to look. We also heard running water from the tub and splashing as if someone was taking Taking a a bath. bath. The tub is next to the bed. A very random tidbit. (laughs) Aside from the paranormal experiences, the room was clean and the towels were clean and new. Just beware that there is no TV, no blow dryer, no shampoo or conditioner or coffee in the room. Also, we were not able to use our cell phones due to poor reception. Mm. The bar downstairs is very interesting. A must see. The bartender, Mississippi and Reverend James are so friendly. We got our... Shack up license signed by Reverend James. 
<laughs> by Reverend James. <laughs> He's no longer a boyfriend. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm sorry. Were there orbs? I did read these before. I'm reading <laughs> them out loud. Orbs that were witnesses. All in all, it was a great stay. Had a great time experiencing the feel of the Old West, and we will definitely stay there again. Oh, now I know what you mean, though. Man, I am really wanting to go. Yeah. And we need to take Tom, but not tell him it's haunted. Oh, my gosh. He would be trying to call the front desk, but he wouldn't have service to complain about people being <laughs> loud in the halls. Call. And There's no phone, and he didn't have service. And there's probably nobody in the front Your desk Your poor husband anyway. would be just miserable there. <laughs> There's no shampoo or conditioner. <laughs> no coffee in the room. No coffee. Oh. Oh, my gosh. I just Still think it sounds, sounds like, like so much fun. Oh, my gosh. If you just go in there with humor and just know that it's going to be fun. and Can I ask you, were there a lot of reviews that also said that it's not haunted? Um, There were a few that said that, you know, it's a spooky old place and you get mm-hmm. like kind of the heebie-jeebies, but. I don't think it's haunted. Nothing happened. Okay. A lot of them were from like just saloon visitors. They didn't necessarily stay the night. Okay. But it's a ghost hunter's delight to me. I think (laughs) sounds pretty tasty. (laughs) Oh, man, you have to have this baby so we can hit the road. I know. Try some Bloody Marys. (laughs) Okay. Well, next week, 74, we will be covering the state of... Kansas. Kansas. Back to Kansas. Back to Kansas. But we keep finding things in Kansas. So we're <laughs> yes. going to keep going back. This one was a request by a few people. Okay. So I'm excited to cover it. All right. And it's recently been new in the news. So new in the news. In the local news. <laughs> so hold on to your butts because it's happening. On Killer Hangover. I held on to your hats. It's windy in Kansas. Okay. We need to stop. <laughs> I'm really craving something tangy sweet now. Thank you for listening. Um, join us on our Patreon. The link to our Patreon is at is in the description of this episode. You get extra episodes. Episodes released early. It's helping us out. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You can find all the resources and pictures from this episode on our website, killerhangoverpodcast.com. If you have any requests or anything, you can message us on our social media or email us. Email. Yep. Killerhangoverpodcast at gmail.com. There's also a little place for messages on our website as well where you can send us a little message. Okay. The end. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for the drink. It was very good. It is gone. And you have stuff to make another. So hey. I do. <laughs> All right. We actually get to cheers, mom. Yay. Okay. Another good one, mom. Yes, it was. It was very interesting. Both accounts. Oh. Cheers, mama. Cheers. Love you, kid. <laughs>